Hello everyone, and welcome back to Life's Multiverse. I'm thrilled to have you join me for our second episode. And as you may recall, our format is all about weaving personal stories into insightful conversations. So stay tuned because in today's episode, lots of dollars will go into the black hole. So if you want to know more about that, please keep listening. We're going to learn more about risk management and how to stay as immune as possible to unpredictable events and explore the concept of black swans and how it might affect our lives and even how can we take advantage of that. And without further ado, let's jump to our story. From where I finished in the last episode, about the time that I started a remote job in Dubai from Lebanon as a software engineer. That was a big change for me in my life. It was the first ever remote job I take and it was an interesting experience. I started getting used to working from home and you might imagine that my life was like sipping pina coladas on the beach while typing away on my laptop. Well, that was about right. Like, I had some fun time. And most importantly, the commute was like five steps from the bedroom to home office. So I can't complain. And yeah, first few months were great. And I liked the company I worked in. But unfortunately, it was not all roses and butterflies from there, as you might imagine. And if you might remember from the last episode, I was staying illegally in the country. So I couldn't figure out a way to legalize my staying by that time because uh, it was a difficult situation as the previous company bailed on my paperwork and left me with this uh, illegal status and it was very difficult for me to fix. And because of that, I was not able to have my own bank account. So the money from the company, like my salary, was being transferred to a trusted friend of mine that I trusted him so much and he offered to help me with that to get my salary to his bank account and then he could hand it to me. And that worked fine for many months until the unthinkable happened. And to add a bit of a context here, uh, Lebanon is a small country, uh, if you know it. It's a beautiful country. I like it so much. It's a great touristic place with many attractions and beautiful nature, non-stop parties. I really recommend you going there. But all of that comes with a very fragile economy. And it was getting worse and worse each day, basically, until something terrible happened where we woke up one day and banks blocked withdrawals in foreign currency while the local currency started devaluating in a rapid inflation. And that was a bummer for me because I was receiving my salary in US dollars from Dubai. And that was like a foreign currency. And the banks did not allow my friend to withdraw my salary. And it was applied to everybody. Even my friend had uh, connections abroad and he had like transactions going on and he couldn't withdraw and the government applied something called withdrawal limit which is like uh, a maximum amount of 
I think $500 that you can withdraw in a month of foreign currency. And here was my problem because my money is under my friend's account, but also my friend needs to withdraw money for his own purposes. And we had only $500, which was a big moral dilemma for me. I mean, I couldn't really ask him to withdraw from that limit for me because like he has a family as well and that was a big problem but the conclusion is I could not withdraw my salary from the bank and we all hope that this uh, crisis will be resolved very quickly like in the next couple of weeks so I had nothing to do but wait a little bit the next month came with the same problem i had my next salary and i couldn't withdraw it so i started panicking because this is definitely not a situation you want to see yourself in that you are getting your salary and you can't deal with it you can't take it and everything in my mind was screaming like how is that even possible it's a failure on the government level. It's like on the whole country level that I cannot take my money. And even nobody could other than the allowed limit, which was being reduced month by month. So people even like they reach the time where they can't withdraw any more than maybe a hundred dollars, which is literally nothing. And in this period, I was like all about economy. I was working on my laptop and having my phone next to me, watching the news minute by minute, just tracking what's happening and what's going on and where are they going to resolve that issue. And the more I read and the more I watch, the more I knew that unfortunately, the solution is not happening in the foreseeable future. And shortly before that, I managed to reach out to some people kind of have power. They managed to pull some strings in order to provide me with a legal staying in the country. But that was very expensive. They took $2,500 from me in order to provide me with a legal work permit so I could stay legally in the country which was via corruption, of course, but I would take that on staying illegally. And then this financial disaster occurred. And the question that keeps looping in my mind was how nobody predicted that, like how nobody knew that this is going to happen. Because in the hindsight, everyone was an economy expert and they were able to explain why this happened and what's going on. But why didn't they do that before to prevent it? And that was like the most nagging question in my mind that time. I honestly couldn't find a satisfying answer until like uh, recently last year. I stopped by a book that I want also to talk about now and recommend to you uh, by Nassim Taleb and the book called Black Swan. And he is the one who introduced uh, the concept of black swan. Ironically, he's also Lebanese uh, originally, but he's also American. 
and I rank his books as my favorites of all time, so you should uh, give them a try. He has also Anti-Fragile, which is also very rele relevant. He describes the banking system as a fragile system, which I had a hands-on experience with that, and I can totally confirm. The concept of anti-fragility with him goes to like advanced levels that I'm not going to explain now because it's out of the scope of our conversation, but I highly recommend checking him out. But for now, uh, we're talking about black swans and black swans, in short, are the events that are so rare and unexpected that it leaves us all scratching our heads. It might be as minor as like getting showered by rain on suddenly on a sunny day or as catastrophic as having the whole financial system in the world collapsing overnight without prior notice. And the concept of black swans came to existence after the observation that people all the time in history always knew that swans are white. Nobody has ever seen any other colors of swans. And mentioning that there might be another color of swans is just rather absurd or unrealistic for everyone because this has not happened until a group of Dutch explorers found out in Australia in the 17th century that there are actually black swans and that came as a surprise for the word and from this point in time black swans were just as normal as white because they are real and they came to existence but without any prior notice and people did not expect that and this is how Nassim Taleb defined black swan events that they are events uh, which are unpredictable by nature but the moment you see them, you could easily explain them. And this is exactly what happened with the financial system in Lebanon where I was living, where this catastrophe came without any prior prediction, but the moment it happened, everyone was able to explain it. Like, yeah, it's obvious, the reasons were obvious, but nobody saw that coming. And this is the problem. And also Nassim Taleb in his book, takes black swans to the next level even and claims that black swans are the thing that shapes our history as humanity. And it makes sense when we think of it because all the events that shaped our history as a humanity came without prior expectations or were unpredictable from inventing fire to 9-11 uh, or recently COVID, like any event that you can think of that altered the history was unpredictable at that time. And back to our story. So the explanation was that the government was recklessly spending money all over the place and it was under huge debt without proper money control and because of the severe corruption in that government, it led to this huge crisis and a full-blown economy collapse. And yes, I know, I know, it's completely unbelievable and insane how a government 
could act like a reckless teenager, but unfortunately this is what happened. So they blocked money withdrawals in foreign currency because they don't have it in the first place. And that was where I found myself in a pickle. So what did I do? Yes, I packed my bags. Wasting the money that I paid for the residency $2,500 down the drain. I found that there is no real solution for this problem, at least in the near future, and it will keep getting worse. So what I did is I just planned on leaving the country as soon as possible. I communicated that to my company and I told them that I need to leave anywhere. And uh, Dubai is one of my options. So they had an internal discussion and luckily they agreed on relocating me and providing me with a full relocation package. And I am very grateful for that. For that. It was a great company really. So they did arrange the relocation as soon as possible in order to save me from this economic turbulence and this horrible situation I'm in. And in the meantime, I was still not able to withdraw my salary from the bank. And I tried multiple ways to work around it until I found one of my friends who has a bank account abroad. And he was too kind to accept that I can transfer my salary to his bank account in Armenia and he could in order hand me the money in cash in Lebanon. And that's what I did for the next month until my relocation uh, things were ready and I was able to relocate to Dubai and escape this situation. But unfortunately, the money that I had trapped in the bank, in the Lebanese banks already, was gone. Until this day, I cannot withdraw my money from there. Which is uh, absolutely unfortunate. But I don't think I can do much about it. Because the company is still suffering from this economy collapse. Until today. And it has gotten even worse. People were very desperate to get their money. I mean, you can just check out some stories online. It's absolutely terrifying that people even were using force, armed force, and breaking into banks just to get their own money. Some people needed urgent surgeries and they needed to pay for that and they could not withdraw the money needed for it and they had to use some illegal methods in order to access their own money, which is absurd. On the other hand, many people in power were able to secure their shares and withdraw their money safely, despite all the restrictions, just because of the corruption. And this is why people were protesting in the streets, all over, just shouting to change the government with no luck. And the banks are still black holes for money. The money that comes in does not come out. But luckily for me, I was able, after all, to escape this mess and move to Dubai. But the cost was to start from zero, start from scratch all over again, because I spent the savings I had made in the months that I couldn't receive my salary and I had to pay extra costs for the relocation. 
that I had to go there and start all over again. But this crisis in general, it taught me lots of lessons. It taught me how important to be financially savvy and aware of the surrounding circumstances that's going on and not to take anything for granted and to be aware of these black swan events that might disrupt your life at any moment. Unfortunately though, this lesson was not enough for me to learn everything about finances and I had to take another big financial hit later on and lose my money again, but this will be the topic for another episode because this too much of financial disasters for now. But the most recent example from the financial word on the black swans theory is the failure of uh, many banks in the United States that we witnessed recently like Silicon Valley Bank and many others that were labeled under too big to fail. And people did not expect at all uh, the failure of the banks and the collapse and it just happened overnight and the world was in a shock. The government was able to bail out many of these failed banks in order to avoid a very big crisis in the economy because such collapses trigger a domino effect. So when a bank, uh, when a big bank like that collapses, it will eventually spread fears and people will panic to withdraw their money and the banks obviously don't have the capacity to hand all the money of their clients at once, which will eventually cause other banks to collapse. And this is actually the bank's biggest fear. And that's why there are many constitutions that handle the regulations of such matters, like the central banks on each country level. So most of the countries have their own central banks and the central bank job is to assure people that their money is safe. And in the um, unfortunate case of any bank collapse, they will repay most of their clients' money and bail out that bank. Unfortunately, in Lebanon, the central bank was bankrupt, so they did not have money to cover the customers. But in similar situations in other countries, usually the government will immediately interfere to stop the panic and repair as much damage as possible. Like in the example of SVB, the FDIC insurance was able to cover uh, the money, the lost money for all the customers that had balances up to 100K. And this is also a very important point you to take away because you need to double check what is the maximum amount of money that your bank insures for you and it's different in each country uh, it's related to the country regulations and finances in uh, most countries in Europe for example it's 100,000 euros so in this case it's highly recommended that you do not keep more than this amount in one single bank or one single account because the excess amount will not be covered by the insurance in the case of any collapse. And remember always that there is no constitution that is too big to fail and especially in such turbulent economy anything is possible and everything is expected. 
So now for me, for example, I'm extra cautious and I always keep some, even if it's a small amount of cash aside, just anticipating any disaster like that because of my previous experience. And as your mom said, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Diversify your investments to spread risk and protect your financial well-being. Because life is full of surprises and the financial world is no different. Be prepared for the unexpected and always have a financial safety net. But on the flip side, even though we talked about black swans in a negative context, many black swans have positive consequences and they usually have unlimited upside. And this might be a topic for another episode. But you shouldn't be afraid of black swans, just be prepared for them. And at the end, thank you so much for joining me on this journey into the financial unknown. Stay tuned for more tales from my life's multiverse, where every experience is a lesson and every lesson is an opportunity for growth. Please don't forget to leave your feedback. And until the next time, avoid the gravitational pull of any black holes in your financial universe.